Today's daf is daf tzadi. Page 90. We're going to pick up from the bottom of Petas and Bez. Let's go back. We'll start again from Hahu Gavra. Okay, so we are one, two, three, four. Uh, first word on the line is Gavra. Four lines up, first word on the line is Gavra. We're going to start from Hahu Gavra. Here we go. Now, re- reminder, the Mishnah was describing a case where a woman makes a nether, but we want to know if you can remove the vow before the vow even started. So let's say if a woman says, I'm making a vow that in 30 days this is going to happen, or I'm making a vow that once I get divorced, it's going to happen. Does a husband have a right to remove a vow now if he's not going to be the husband in 30 days? Or he's not going to be the husband once she gets divorced, because by definition it's impossible. So we're continuing on this topic of is it possible to nullify a vow before it happens? We've been talking about husbands and fathers. Now we're going to see if the same thing holds true by Chacham. Okay? To be shy to, to remove a vow, can, can you do it before the vow is even effective? Or do you have to wait for it to be another? If it's not another, how can you remove it? So here we go. Oh, Gavra. There was a fellow, did Tassar Nyasul he said that every I'm forbidden to benefit from any single person if I get married. If I don't know halacha, now the Mefarshim here explains he doesn't know shots, doesn't know he doesn't complete shisha sidra mishnah. I'm not getting married. Now this could take a lifetime of work and kacha and kachaba. This is what happened with the, with this guy. So rohit begapa v'tayvla v'loy imti lemishnah, which is an expression of you know he uh, he spent a lot of money. Put a lot of uh, energy into it, and bottom line is, Tzagatnisht, it wasn't happening. So now, he was not getting married, because if uh, he gets married without finishing Shaz, so he transgressed, his nether's going to come into play, and now he can't live anymore. So also, Rav Akhabar Ravuna came, and he tricked him. Okay, what he tricked him, he basically told him that he doesn't need to worry about the vow, so on and so forth. That's how the Ran and the Rush explain. Fine. So, so this guy says, okay, beautiful, I don't have a vow. So he went and he married the woman. Top, top of Tzad Yaman Aleph. Now, so now the vow taka was in play because the whole thing was a shtick. And as we explained with the Maisa yesterday, Rav Acha felt that it was crucial for this guy to get married despite the fact that it's going to come into place. He said, let the guy get married, let the vow come into place, and then we'll, we'll be mashal nether. We'll have the we'll have the vow removed because otherwise the guy's gonna go through life life is gonna pass him by. So he brought him in front of Chisit to remove the vow. You gotta be keen, shrewd, and wise to be able to pull this off. And and uh, who else could pull this off if not for Ravakabar Ravuna, the Gavarabu? He's uh, he's a Gavarabu. He holds. At the same way, the Chavim and Rav Nosson argue about whether or not could, a husband or father could be made for another. Now remember, Hafaras Nadarim is unique to fathers and husbands. So the same Machlekes is by She'ela. And therefore, a, the, they'll argue about whether or not a Chacham could remove a vow that has not yet, uh, that has not yet taken place. Okay. Why, why now, do you have to disguise him in front of Rav Yeah. Why do you have to, okay, so if you look at the top Rashi, Rashi says, So 
Apparently, this guy had a pre-existing relationship with Rivchista, and Rivchista knew about the nether, and therefore, Rashi says, you're right, there's background to the story, and Rav Acha wanted Rivchista to remove the veil without knowing who it was. Okay, interesting. Fine. For Rav Papi, Omar, Rav Papi says, Machlaikas Bahafara, that the Machlaikas is specifically by Afar. Now remember, Hafara is a unique expression, Mikanu Lahaba, from here on forth, that you find specific to the, to the husband and father. And he holds that there's no machlekes between Rabbi and the Rechacham, between Rav Nosson and the Chachamim, when it comes to Sheila, when it comes to Rechacham, Rav Nosson Savar ain't about Mefer Elam Kain Chobaneder. Rav Nosson holds that a husband is not able to remove the vow unless it's already in place. Why? Dechsev Shteitin Pusik Vechafra Halavana Vechafra Halavana is uh, over here. We're using it, it's a possible. We're using it as an expression of um, that you need a. It has to be in play. It has to already be in existence in order for it to uh, in order for it to be removed. Okay. Now the shaykhis over here is v'chafra means to be embarrassed. He darshans. You know the word hey and the letter ches come from the same place in the garon, the pl- same place in the throat, and therefore also v'chafra halavana. That's how he that's how he learns it, which is v'chafra. You could be mefer something that is already built. So it has to be in play. That's his. That's his uh, drasha from the play on words. Rabbanon Sarvi no bal mefer afibishleichal nader. Rabbanon hold that a husband is able to remove a vow even if it's not yet effective. The chsiv mefer machshavais arumen. He could be mefer. He could remove machshavais the thoughts arumen of those who are shrewd. Avol b'sheila when it comes to a chacham divrei akol everybody's going to be in agreement. Ain chacham matir klom elam kein chal nader dechsev la yachel devarim. Okay, so puppies of the opinion that there's actually no machlekes and everybody's in the and everybody will be in agreement that la yachel devarim tells me that it already has to be effective. Okay, now bottom line is bottom line is either way Rav Acha, it doesn't change the ma'isa that Rav Acha Ravuna took this guy to Rav Chista and had it already be in place. Now keep in mind, take a step back. The Shiloh over here is as follows. Rav is coming with the approach that this is why Rav Acha Baruhuna had the guy get married and then do Sheila. While Rav Papi says, not true. Rav Papi said it didn't necessarily need to be this way. He could have had this guy remove the vow without any sort of marriage. He didn't need to trick him into getting married. He could have just taken him to Sheila. He could have taken him to Achacham and be Mashal Nadar. Without it, uh, w- um, without it uh, happening. That's what I would have thought. Kamash Malan, that no, that's why the vow had to be in place. So be, everybody's going to ultimately agree that Rav Acha Bar Huna did the right thing by forcing the vow to be in place. Because Rav says it's a machlaikas about whether you had to do that. And Rav Papa says it's not a machlaikas. Everybody's in agreement and it had to be done because of Layachal Dabara. You have to, you can only, Asheila is only going to apply when the vow's in play to, be, to, to, to make it chulin. If the vow's not there, it's not cool. Yeah, the go ahead. is No, I'm afraid. Okay, that answers my next question. Okay. Says the Gemara. It wasn't Rav Achaba, this is a technical point. He was also a Tamukhafim, no? Yeah. So why do you have to go to Rav Kista? Uh, he, he, he obviously wasn't a mumcha. Okay. So, you know, it's a, either you have three or you bring it to a mumcha for Shailah. So, they set mumcha who did it. Lehmiseyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeyeye
and the and the vowels already in play. So let's prove this. Somebody says I'm being a kainum, I'm being a neder, that I am not benefiting from yankel. Ulami love, and I will also not benefit from anybody who I end up asking to remove the vow. Okay, so this guy's covering his bases. Yeah, he's making sure that he's going to stay in this nether. So it says the brisa, nishal al harishain, v'yacharkach nishal al hasheni. What he should do is he should ask one chacham and tell the chacham what's happening. And he says, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to, uh, I, I made a vow, I'm not going to benefit from Yankul. And then stop. This is how the, this is how the Rosh explains. And then the, the chacham will remove the first part of his vow. Then you go to a second chacham and you tell the second chacham, I want to remove the second part of my statement, which is that I'm not going to go to a person who's going to remove my original vow. You got what's happening? Because again, he says, I'm not going to benefit from Yankul, and I'm not going to benefit from any guy asked to remove the vow. So here's what you do. You go to the Chacham, and you ask for the first part of your statement to be removed, then you go to a second Chacham, and you ask for the other part of your statement to be removed. And if you're going to say, that I, that a person has the ability to remove the vow before to remove the the vow before it's even effective, iboy alhai nitchal bereishas. Then let him go to the first guy. Iboy alhai nitchal bereishas. Let him go to the. Or he, he, either way, he could do this. Meaning, he should be able to have the second part of his statement removed before the first one, even though the first one is not yet in place. Because nachamol, he says like this: I, I'm gonna the uh, I'm making a vow all tonight. And I'm making a vow also that I can't be mashil, that vow. So Gemara says, I have a raya that you, everybody's in agreement that you cannot remove a vow until it's in place. Because if you could remove a vow before it's in place, what he, what he should do is just have the initial vow that was al Tanai removed. And then nothing ever started. Says Gemara, no. Umi yada hai, umi yada but uh, is there any way to know Ihai Kama Ihai Basra? Is there any way to know who's called the first person who I ask for and who's the second person who I ask for? Knows the Gemara is saying that uh, you know at the time of the vow, does he know which chacham he's going to for a she'ela that he even is aware of himself who he's referring to? We don't know that. Ella le'masiyele. Rather, says the Gemara, I'll bring a, another raya to. Um, to Rav Papi. Again, what's Rav Papi's opinion? That in order for a Chacham, in order to be Mashal Nadar of a Chacham, it has to already be in place. You cannot do it for something that's not yet effective. So, a person says, I'm in a Nadar, Shani Nana Lepoini. Hareni Nazir, Lekisha Oshil, a love. And behold, I am going to become a Nazir when I use, when I do this She'ela. Okay? Nishal, so now what do you do? Okay, so what's the case? He says, I will not benefit from Yankul. And at the moment that I go for She'ela, I'm becoming a Nazir. I'm not benefiting from Yankul. So he's, he's forcing a vow on himself. Why? Because vow number one is not benefiting from Yankul. He's forcing that when that vow ends, he's, another vow is kicking in. The, 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 the Nazir is going to start it. That's what he wants to do. 
Isn't this one statement, though? It's one statement, yeah. And didn't we learn before about being nishal or made for part of a statement? And but that's we the, held that you can't, it's the whole thing or nothing. But that's not, not when it's happening at different moments. So o- over here, chal, even though he says it at one moment, it's it's like it's two, time. and he's taking upon two separate things. Okay. So apparently, you could. Okay. So says the Brisa, nishnal nishal al nidray. First, be shel your neder of the of, of benefiting from Yaakov. The yachagach nishal al nizray, and then afterwards. So now you you remove that one, and now your nether of Naziris is starting. So bottom line is, go be mashal nether on that, because it did kick in. The Amr Nishal Afapish Lechol Nether, Yechapa just happened. So we're, we're allowing the Naziris to start to remove it. Okay? Naziris start, we say, remove it, now you're Nazir, now be mashal on the Naziris. Now, if Rav Papi would be wrong, and there's a Tzad in Rav to say, that you could remove a nether before it even is before it even takes effect. Let him even remove that. There's no difference which one he does first. Let him be martial nether on his naziris. The fact that we force the naziris to first come become effective. And then we say, it's removed as a proof to a puppy that everybody's in agreement. means you can only be martial nether on a nether which is already chal, to which the Gemara responds, no, not necessarily. Reb Nassani, it's possible that's only with the, with the first approach, maybe it's shita Reb Nassani, it's not the shita of the Chachamim, and Lemaisa, we don't know for sure that Rav Papi is correct. Again, we don't have a riot, we don't have a proof that everybody would agree that you could only be mashal and nether, that's already in effect. Okay? Maybe Rav is correct. Finished. No, no, no riot to Rav Papi. Okay? So here we go. Let's take a step back and get an, get an overview. We had a we had a machlekas uh, between Rava and Rafapi. Rava is of the opinion that the same way there's machlekas between Rav Nosson and the Chachamim by Hafara, whether or not you could be mefir and nether that's not yet effective. So too there's a machlekas by Sheila that the, the Rav Nosson and the Chacham are going to argue about whether or not you could be mashil and nether that's not yet effective. That was Shitas Rava. Rav Papi says no. Rav Papi says that both Rav Nosson and the Chum are in opinion that you can only remove a vow that's already in play because of the Yachel Devar, right? We tried bringing two proofs to Rav Papi and ultimately we knocked off each raya. We're back to the Machlekes Rav and Rav Papi, neither one having a source, having a proof whether or not they're correct as to the, the practical application of Machlekes between Rav Nosson and the Chum. Here we go. Omar Ravina. Ravina says, four lines to the bottom of Tadiyam and Elf. Omar li Maremar. Maremar said to me, Ochi Omar Avuch, this is what I heard from your dad. Mishmeda Rav Papi in the name of Rav Papi. So Ravina told Maremar that Maremar's father, he said, let me tell you how your father quoted Rav Papi. Okay. It's going to be a little different than we previously learned Rav Papi. Machlaikas Bafar. The Machlaikas that we learned between Rav Nosson and the Chachamim about whether, about whether or not the nether needs to be in effect in order to, to be made for it. That's by She'ela. Not by Hafara, by She'ela. So Machlaikas, I'm sorry, no, no. Machlaikas by Hafara. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Avo B'She'ela, Divrei Hakom, Mefer. 
Which means that you can remove it before it's effective. So this is using the same pasuk of a puppy, but a different quote in the exact opposite way. Previously we said means you can't transgress a vow that's already in effect. And now layachal devarai is letting us know we're going to darshan it to mean that you could everybody's going to agree you could be made for the nether when it's not yet effective. I how's a shaykh? So the first way to view the puppy, let's just chop out the svar. You could have the same words, and this, by the way, is a beautiful message to, for uh, our, our personal lives. How if somebody quoting one pasuk as a riot to something, and one person takes it on one extreme, somebody takes others. It just depends how you, how your mind's. Uh, soaking in the the uh, thoughts of the speaker. So the first one was layachel. What does layachel mean? Layachel means you can't you, you, you can't destroy your word. So it has to be here in order to be destroyed. Now we're going to focus in on the word devare. What, what what you said? Layachel devare means you, you don't make don't profane devare. What you said? That's it. Doesn't necessarily need to be effective, but your words devare. That's that's what he meant. So it's like Rav Puppy in the other on the other extreme. Says the Gemara Meisvei. That's a challenging question. If somebody says I'm making a vow, I'm not going to get Hano from Yankul Ulamish and Nishalalov, and I'm also not going to get pleasure or get any sort of benefit from whoever I ask to remove the vow. The Allah is Nishalalarishoin viachakach Nishalalasheni. Amai, why do you need to do that? Iboy, now according to Lefiza, it seems, what's the mashmois? The vow has to be effective to remove. Says the Gemara, Iboy alhai nitsho bereshov, Iboy alhai nitsho bereshov. We're now going to use the same brysa that we originally thought was a proof to Rav Papi's other opinion as a question on this opinion. And we say, why does it need to be that first you remove the vow about Yankel and then you remove the vow about the Sheilas Chacham let it go in the other way, because according to you, Rav Papi, Lefizet, doesn't need to be effective yet. You could remove, you could do Sheila on something that's not yet in existence. So wh- why are we being makbid in the Braiza to do it in proper order? It's machnishtois, the order doesn't matter. First be mashul the nether about, uh, for, uh, first be mashul the nether about the, uh, about the chacham, and then be mashul the nether. The order doesn't matter anymore. You're, you're removing a nether that's not, that, that's not in existence anyway. So Mara says, no. There's no way to know, like we said earlier, which exactly is the first and and the second. That's another challenging question. If somebody says, I'm making a kainam, making a vow, that I'm not going to get any sort of anah from Yanko, and another vow is going to kick into effect of Nazirus, if I ever ask for this, uh, this Yanko there to be gone. What do we say in the Bryce? You got to go in proper order. First Nadar and then Aziris. Again, if this approach of her puppy is correct, that you could remove a Nadar that's not yet here, why do you got to go in this order? Let me go out of order. This the Gemara says, to take a of puppy's opinion. Rather, Rav puppy's opinion is the way that we understood previously. Which is that Layachel Devarai uh, would be the verse telling me that both Rav Nassim and the Chachamim would be of the opinion that a vow has to be in effect in order to do She'ilah. Fine. Beseder. 
So the Gemara is sticking, again, not a proof to who's right, but the Gemara is sticking, what we just proved is the first Lushan of Rav Papi is correct. Hence, bottom line, Machlaikas Rava and Rav Papi about where is the Machlaikas of Nasan and the Chachamim. Rava says of Nasan and the Chachamim about uh, the Machlaikas, about whether you could remove a vow that's Leiba La'ilam applies both by Hafara and by She'ila. That's Shitas Rava. Rav Papi holds that the Machlaikas is strictly by Hafara. There's no Machlaikas by She'ila. Everybody will agree by She'ila. It has to be already an effective vow before going to the Chacham. Period. End of the Gemara. Okay. Next mission. Barishaina <clears throat> originally, in the beginning, Hayu Aimrim. Hayu Aimrim means the way that, very often you find this expression, the way that the Chachamim handled the situation was. Barishaina originally, the way they would say that in a case where Shalash Nashim, you got three women. There's three women who they go out from the marriage, and they get a ksuba. Now, what does this mean over here? So, the Mepharshim here explain. Now, obviously, we're not, there's millions of women that could do this. There's three situations that are unique where we're going to force a marriage to end, yet still. Force the husband to give the ksuba. Sometimes you force the marriage to end. The woman forfeits her right to a ksuba. Okay, so there's three situations where yaitzais, as a statement, the marriage is done, she's leaving, she's out of here. Vinayt like ksuba, and she still gets her ksuba. Okay. Ha'imeres, if a woman says, Temeya ani lach, I'm tummy to you. Okay. What does it mean? Tummy to you, so we'll see the Gemara later, Mertzeshem. That uh, the most uh, prominent case in, uh, of, of the setting is going to be an Aishas Kayin. So, uh, an Aishas Kayin says that, let's say I was violated or something of that sort. So um, she could collect her ksuba. She says, I was violated, it was against my ratzin. And the issue of us staying married is not my fault. It has to do with the fact that you're, you have the chashivas of a Kayin. So I. The Chachomim of Barishayna allowed her to collect her ksuba. Shamayim beini uveinecha. Another case is when she says Shamayim that you is is between me and you. Okay, what does it mean? Shamayim is between me and you. So if you look at Rashi on the side over here in the second Rashi on the Mishnah, Rashi says she'enoi uh, mazria. That you're, you don't have proper sperm that's coming out. This is between you and the Rebbein Shalom. You have a, this physical issue. But the, the bottom line is that you don't, uh, you're, not capable of, um, you're not capable of uh, having children with me. Okay? So um, the, there's a, a lot of raid on this. There's a lot of raid. I see this all the time. What's it? Yeah. When the Aver is created, that it can't be Zireya Kechait. There's a lot of rate on this because you can ask, a woman doesn't have grounds for divorce over here. A woman's not Mechayiv in Periyavrivya. So, right. so she, you know, the husband could say, listen, I'm being gates of a mitzvah vayna. If it's Zireya Kechait. 
my nafkamina. There's a lot of rain on this. Maybe she needs she she needs children to help her out, or she's nervous. Like we like we learned to do vamas. Maybe that's a when she's getting old. She wants children, so she has other other reasons why she wants children separate from period of review. But there's there's a lot of hack, a lot of raid on uh, on this shemayim beniu venecha. But again, this is something that has to do with the husbands. They're going to get divorced, and we're going to tell the husband he needed divorce her because she she has a right to be taken care of. Lamaisa, we're going to give her the ksuba, even though it's against you know the husband that don't want the divorce. Unatula ani men hayuhudim, and also in a case where um, a woman says natula ani men hayuhudim, I'm I'm uh, separated from uh, from uh, being married to anybody Jewish. Now this is also why in the world is is uh, is she getting uh, ksuba at least? Okay, she is saying that. I am being made for another. I'm I'm usher uh, to have benefit from any Jewish person. It means any Jewish man. I'm not being married to anybody, which over here is including her husband. See, when remember we had a whole previously we learned about Briais. Over here she said from anybody Jewish. I mean, this is a quote of the Mishnah. So over here as well, there's an added chiddush over here, which is that over here she's not claiming against the husband per se. It's actually do has to do with her physical abilities with her own body. So let's say she's married to somebody and either at the beginning of the marriage or at any point in the marriage, her body simply cannot handle having relations anymore. She can't handle it physically. It's, it's too much sar. It's not, it's, it's an impossibility for her. So under these circumstances, even though it's, we'll, we'll call it her uh, initial that's going on with her body, we're going to say, Yaitzais, he's obligated to divorce her. A Besden will say, you got to divorce her. We're still going to give her ksuba. That was originally the Psak. Listen to this. It's a fascinating Mishnah. It says the Mishnah Vaiter. Chazru, they went back, Laimar, and they said, We have a problem here because women started using these excuses to get divorced, collect the ksuba, and marry somebody else. Yeah? So, Haimar is Tmeanilach. If a woman says, I'm Tomei to you, Tavi Raya we said she's not usher to her kayan husband or what, whatever the circumstances surround it are unless she brings a raya. Okay, again, major raid. What does this mean? The, are they still going to get divorced but she can't collect ksuba without a raya? Okay, because the mice were done with Isra Tayyip. Right? So she's not going to get a ksuba. Otherwise, it's too easy for a woman to come up with a claim. Fine. Tavi raya yasu derech bakasha. Yasu Derech Bakosha means that um, we, we don't uh, easily allow the divorce, but the Mepharshimir explain that we, we try to minimize, we request of her to not turn this into a major issue, the fact that her husband can't have children. Okay, now why? Same reason we say because we don't want it to become an easy leave. So we'll push back on it and we'll say, is it such a big issue? You still have your husband to take care of you as you get older, and so on and so forth. We'll be mevakesh from her. Yasudach makasha. Unatulanim and ayuhudim. And what happens if she says, I am forbidden to benefit from any Jews? Now she can't be married to anybody. You know what we'll say? Yafer We'll tell the husband to be made for, he'll say, besides for me. Besides for me. Okay? So he says, as far as the nether is applying to me, it doesn't work. And she's going to remain usher. To anybody else. Now, this is fascinating because um, uh, for a number of reasons. Number one is 
when are, when do we tell him to be mefer? What happens if it's a week later? So here's what's going to happen. Ready? If it's a week later, he can't be mefer anymore. It's outside 24 hours, and we'll demand a divorce and a, and a ksuba. Why? I, the woman's in. So we'll say, I'm the husband. Oh, now it's your fault. Now it's your fault. Which means that the chassan rabbeim in their chassan classes had to teach their chassanim this halacha. And if your wife ever says, I'm forbidden to get pleasure from, or benefit from any, any uh, yid, you have, you have to, within 24 hours, be made for your part of the nether. The, the part of the nether includes you. From when he hears it. From when he hears it. Right. Yeah, you got to do that. So, and initially we would say, no, off the bat, like boom. Now we're saying that we would teach the husbands to, to be made for the part of the nether that applies to them. Okay. Fine. They asked the question searching for information. If a person's wife says, I'm Tomei, I'm also to you. Remember the case was where she's dealing with a kain over here. She allowed to eat Shuma. If they're going to be to get divorced, so we don't believe the whole thing across. So Rav Shesha says, Eicheles, she could still eat Shuma. Shaloi, Taitzi Laz Albanel. Because we don't want there to be mighty laz albanel. Okay? Now, if we don't allow her to eat chuma, people will say that taka, she was violated, and now maybe there's mamzerim in the family. So we'll make sure that she dafka could continue to eat chuma, and this way it doesn't become, uh, doesn't become an issue. Ravam Rava says, Ain't I jealous? No, because <laughs> very often a lack of doing something is not a statement. It's not a statement. You can go eat other food. You don't need however, would who says she could eat would agree to Rava. if she, if let's say the, the she becomes an almana later on she can't eat chum anymore. Since the whole reason was about mighty laws on her children, it doesn't apply anymore. She's not married to a kayan. But once she's uh, divorced or widowed, Amri people say hashta de itnesa, you know that you know now um, you know something else happens. So she's no longer married. Somebody else is ma'anaser. That's why she's not eating shuma, and um, and uh, they'll uh, you know it's not going to come to be mitzi laz on the children. Mamish incredible concept as well. The importance of and we learned this out from Avram Avinu and, and Yitzchak. Right? The, the home ice of Avram Yitzchak, where Bernstein made sure that people weren't being mighty laws. Yitzchak looked exactly like Avram, so people shouldn't talk negatively about the family. You don't, you don't mess around with Yichus. Amar Papa Papa says, Badik Lan Rava, Eishes Kayin Shenensa. Rava was Badik, he was checking. What he was checking? So it means he would, this was a question on his test. He did a Badika on his Talmidim. It's a question on his test. He said, Eishes Kayin Shenensa. You have a Kayan's wife who was violated. Does she get a ksuba or not? And he explained this question, like a good rabbi. Some rabbi ask a question and they want all the information from their Talmud. Like a good rabbi, he shared his information. Since we say that an Aynas by a Kayan and a Kayan's wife is violated, she becomes forbidden to her husband the same way a Israel wife willingly has relations. They both become usher in Luxuba. And if we view a Kayan's wife who was violated like a willing Israel wife, this way she should lose her Ksuba. Or maybe, maybe the wife 
who was violated could say to the Kayan, Anoha Chazina. The bottom line is, I'm fit for a regular Yisrael. I'm fit for anybody else. Top of Tzadi Aleph. The Gavrahu, and it's your problem, it's the man's issue that you're a Kayan, and therefore your field flooded. So this was the question, um, says Rava, this was the question on, uh, I'm sorry, says Rav Papa, this was the question on Rava's test. Again, we know that the, the Aisha's Kayan who's violated is not allowed to remain married to him. The question is, does she get Aksuba? What's it dependent on whether she gets Aksuba? Do we say that your the, the fact that you can't remain with your husband puts you in the same category of a willing Yisrael, a wife of Israel. Hence, no ksuba. Or do we say, she says to Nistachba Sadeu, your field flooded, it's your problem. If, I, if you would be Yisrael, I would absolutely be allowed and uh, be allowed to stay with you. And therefore, you're mukhiv to give me the ksuba. This was the question on the test. All right, Besom, tomorrow we'll, uh, we'll be zaycha to try to answer this question.